all around the world. It is I, McIntyre. We are back again, here again, wherever again, wherever you are, with another episode of the Transfer Tuesday. Last week, we did the BPL and the Bundesliga. But this time, we're doing the other three leagues that we didn't have time to do because I didn't have a whole lot of time. And that's not very good. But anyways, I didn't know what else to say there. Anyway, so we are here finishing off our transfer to... Well, not really finishing off. I'm going to do another episode or two, maybe three, seeing how else this goes. But we're here again with episode two of the Transfer Tuesday. And this time we are covering... The Spanish League, La Liga, the Italian League, Serie A, and the French League, League 1. And I'm going to go ahead and get started, go ahead and get it done pretty quickly because there's not really a whole lot to talk about here. Um, so we're going to go ahead and talk about La Liga, and they had some big transfers. So first off, Real Madrid, we'll talk about them first since they're the big team. They were able to get... Hernandez from Atletico Madrid for $30 million, and from Real Batiste, they got uh, Ceballos for $17 million. Two pretty solid players. Don't know a whole lot about the Hernandez guy, but um, I have heard about Ceballos. He's supposed to be pretty good. He's up-and-coming talent, so he'll be able to... F- I don't know if he'll fit in right away, but, you know, he has promise. He has potential. That's all I could really say there for Real Madrid. Next up for Barca, they got Nelson Semedo from Benfica for $30 million. They also got Delefeu back for $12 million from Everton. They used to have Delefeu. He was loaned off to AC Milan last year, and now he's back at Barca. He was at Barca until they, Everton got him. I don't. I can't remember how much the original deal was for Everton to buy him, but I imagine either Barcelona. I imagine Barcelona made some profit off him. And as for Semedo, he's a defender from Benfica, and you know Barcelona. You know they lost Danny Alves last year, and you know Danny Alves now at PSG, who I'll get to in the PSG and Chelsea special episode that I'm doing. But yeah, so Nelson Semedo, a, a pretty solid defender. For Benfica and Benfica, one of those really good teams who just ship off their best, almost all their best players, like every season. So that's how they do it. Next up, Atletico Madrid, who bought Vitolo from Sevilla for 36 million and then loaned him off to Las Palmas. So Atletico, they just want to see how Vitolo does. I mean, I, this is a weird transfer, in my opinion. You buy someone for 36 million and you just loan them off to another team that's a lot of money to buy somebody and loan them off so i don't really get it either maybe they just bought them just in case i mean i know they're on the transfer ban but that's most likely why they ended up having to you know get rid of loan them to las palmas but yeah it's it's very odd but Sevilla, in compensation for that, they used $20 million or euros to buy Muriel from Sampdoria. Pretty decent striker. Not really anything special, but, you know, they needed um, a striker to help them out. Now, Vitolo, I mean, Vitolo mainly played on the wing, and they'll probably get Muriel to maybe play on the wing as well now. But who knows? I mean, Muriel's a pretty fast guy, decent striker. He's one of those guys in the FIFA video game you want to use just because he's one of those, like, fast and decent shooters who can score your goals in the game. Um, This one's really interesting. From Real Madrid, Alaves 
was able to get a free transfer for um, Zidane's son. I think his last name is Zidane. I don't know. I think it's actually something else. But uh, anyway, so they were able to get Zidane's son, his oldest son from Real Madrid. I can't like I, said, I can't remember his name. I think it's Enzo Zidane or whatever. But basically, you know, it was weird to have him play for Real Madrid since his dad was the man, the manager, and now he's able to go out on his own, and we'll just see how he does. So there's not much report on that. I mean. A lot of people think he has the potential to be as good as his father, but we don't know. His father was one of the best French footballers we've seen in the past decade or two. And there's, let's see, there's two more La Liga teams. First off, we have Villarreal, who got Unal from Man City for $14 million, and the other Semedo, but this time this one's from Sporting. CP and um, he was 14 million. So they spent 28 million. You now, you know, was a Ennis. You know, was a guy from Man City, up and coming talent. Not really doing too too much of the, not really doing anything at all in the first team. But I think he was more in the academy teams. They, they said he was doing pretty good. Uh, so Villarreal is gonna give him a shot, see what he can do. The other tomato. I think his name is Roberto. So you have Nelson. I think this is Roberto. So Roberto Tomato, if I have that right, he played for Sport and CP. He's also a defender, oddly enough. And, I mean, he's pretty solid as well. So they're going to give him a shot, too. I mean, Villarreal also got one of their uh, rid of other defenders, as I'm going to get to here in a minute. But, yeah, so that's pretty much it from the league. And not really a whole lot going on in terms of them getting in players. But when I get to the PSG episode, there's going to be a big player that signed for PSG from Barcelona. Most of you probably already know who that is. Okay, so we're getting through this actually pretty quick, like I said. And so now we're going to go ahead and go to the Serie A. There's really not a whole lot going on here except from AC Milan. And we'll go ahead and talk about them right now. AC Milan, I think, are probably going to have a huge chance of winning the uh, Serie A this year. You know, the past few years has been Juventus' domination of everybody else in that league. And I think AC Milan have had enough. And so they went out and bought some players. They bought Ricardo Rodriguez, who plays out in the wing, wing back for Wolfsburg. They bought him for $18 million. And he could play center back as well as, from what I know, but he mainly plays on that left left fullback spot, so they may use him for that. Uh, they also got Musacho, as I was talking about, from Villarreal for $18 million, a really good center back. Um, Milan, I don't know how they're going to use him, but he's most likely going to be their first choice or second choice at least. They also got Andre Silva, a Porto guy for $38 million. He's a striker. He's a promising talent. You know, he's already shown a little bit of what he can do already. I think mainly in the Confed Cup, he was pretty good for Portugal. But AC Milan, you know, they need another striker. They need someone they can really rely on. So they're going for him. Next up was a big one that kind of threw me off, but I'm not surprised. They went for a midfielder, Hakan Chalinoglu, for $22 million from Byron Leverkusen. This guy is amazing. He can play a wing, but I, I've seen him play more as a, like a center attacking role. He plays, I, I think he prefers that a little better, but he can play more of an outside role as well. Really good at free kicks, really good passer. Really efficient as a midfielder. So, uh, something that AC Milan really needed, in my opinion. And then, as I mentioned earlier, Juventus. Milan have went out and got 
uh, Leonardo Bonucci from Juventus for 40 million. One of the best center backs and defenders in the Serie A. That's a really good deal for them to get. I mean, I know 40 million is a lot, but I mean, being able to snag up one of Juventus's defenders and one of the top Italian defenders is a is really good. So props to AC Milan for being able to do that. Next we have Roma, who spent 14 million on getting Karsdorp from Feyenoord. Pretty good and up and coming uh, fullback, from what I know, right back. Um, Feyenoord again, one of those Dutch teams that just gets good players and just ships them off to the bigger clubs in Europe. That's just how it is nowadays. And we uh, they also went out and got Bruno Perez from Torino for 12.5 million. I think he was actually loaned with Roma last year. Just he was with them last year on loan, and I think now they realize they can go ahead and get him as well. So I don't know how their team's going to look with getting two new right fullbacks, right backs. They also went and got five million pounds. They went and spent that on Maxime Gonalons from Leon, one of Leon's best midfielders. He's getting a little older, so it makes sense for Roma to be able to only have to pay five million for him. And then they also went and got Kolarov from Manchester City for $5 million as well. Kolarov, one of those guys that Pep Guardiola really did not want in his system. So Roma went ahead and snagged him up, and it seemed like a pretty good deal to me. Uh, decent left back, nothing to really complain about. Not really the best, but he'll, he should be able to fit in well with Roma and help them succeed a little bit. And speaking of Juventus, who I mentioned earlier, they made a few moves as well. They went ahead and got Medi Benaccia from Bayern for $17 million. I think he was on loan with Juventus last year. Didn't get a whole, whole lot of playing time, but now he's officially with Juve. They also finally were able to acquire Juan Cuadrado from Chelsea. He's been on loan for like two years there, and now they paid $20 million to fully get him. I mean, Chelsea were just not going to be able to get him back. Juventus wanted him more. And I'm not really sure if Antonio Conte wanted him or not, but but props to Juventus. I mean, Cuadrado's really been good under them. And they also got on loan from Bayern. They got Douglas Costa, who Bayern bought, I believe, last year. Was it last year or two years ago? I can't remember. It's been, he's been there for like a year or two. No, two years. He's been there for two years. And he's been pretty solid. But I think ever since Ancelotti became the manager, he hasn't been used as much. So Juve wanted to go ahead and snag him up ever since Byron got Kingsley Coleman. So it's pretty much almost a swap for those two. And that's pretty much it for there. Oh, I forgot AC Milan also got uh, Biglia, $17 million from Lazio. That's all I'm going to say there. I forgot he's a decent midfielder. I had it written down. I had it to the side. So there's that. But back to Juventus, they also got Wojciech Chesney from Arsenal for $12.2 million. I mean, this was actually a pretty smart move. Chesney's a pretty de- decent uh, goalkeeper. And Buffon, I don't know how much longer he's going to have left being able to be in between the sticks. But I don't think he's going to. This may be his last year. He might give this year a go for sure, the whole season. He might even be able to go next season, but I, I think by the end of the next season, Buffon's going to retire. There's not really much left for him to do other than win Champions League. But, yeah, there's really not. He's already won the World Cup um, when they beat France in that controversial final when Zidane headbutted that one guy from Italy and got sent off with a red card. 
But yeah, there's not really much. Um, Buffon can really do left, so Chesney's going to be kind of an understudy role, even though he's started for Arsenal before and, you know, now played at Roma a little bit alone. And the last player Juventus got was Bernard Deschi for Fiorentina for $40 million. And this guy seems pretty good. I, I don't really keep up Fiorentina very much or even the Italian league to be much, to be honest with you. But I remember I had this guy. It's funny because uh, I had this guy in my career mode for FIFA this past season because I did a Fiorentina one just for fun. And I had him, and he was pretty solid, but I think I sold him after like two or three seasons. So, I mean, he, he should be decent for uh, Juventus. almost said Milan for some reason. He should be decent for Juventus, though. I don't know exactly what he's going to do. I mean, he's got some competition ahead of him, but, I mean, if he's able to break the ranks, he might do just well for them. Next up, we have Torino. They've only done one thing, and they were able to get a free transfer for Salvatore Sirigu from PSG. I mean, look, as a PSG fan, we weren't going to really use him. And I'll kind of get more into that in the PSG episode, episode, but, yeah, we just weren't going to really use him anymore. So, I mean, that's not bad for Torino to get a free goalkeeper. I mean, he's not a bad goalkeeper, but he's not, like, a good goalkeeper. So, he should be fine in that league. Uh, Napoli, they haven't done a whole lot either. They got this Rog guy from uh, Dinamo Zagreb, up-and-coming attacking midfielder from, for $13 million. They also got Maximovic, who I believe they had on loan from Torino. Now they bought him for $20 million. Decent defender from what I know. Um, Napoli could really use that. And then next up, for the final team, in the Serie A, we have Valero, Borja Valero, 5.5 million from Fiorentina. Um, this guy is a pretty solid midfielder, more of an attacking type midfielder. Um, but he's getting older, so it makes sense. Inter, Inter Milan needed to do something, especially since Ivan Perisic may no longer be there. I know Manchester United are trying to get him. So I think they went ahead and did this move knowing they can get a decent midfielder for pretty cheap and hoping that they don't lose their star midfielder. But even if they do, they have somewhat of a backup. And now time for the final, the final part. There's only really four four French teams I want to talk about since those are the only ones who made like big moves. So starting off with Olympic Lyon, they got Traore from Chelsea for ten million. Traore, a guy who who you know was never really going to start for Chelsea. So Lyon, they lost Lacazette to Arsenal. Were able to use some of that cash they got and got Traore, who I think will who I think will do pretty well in this league considering this league doesn't have really the best defenders and Troy is a pretty fast guy. It seems like he's going to play more of the central striker role. So I think he'll do pretty well in the league. He's a young, young, talented player. And it's just one of those things you'll have to wait and see. Next up is Marseille. They bought Luis Gustavo from Wolfsburg for $10 million, And they also got Mandanda back from Crystal Palace, but it's been undisclosed. The price has been undisclosed. So, Gustavo, pretty solid midfielder, more of a defensive type midfielder, holding type midfielder for Wolfsburg. I'm surprised Wolfsburg let him do this. I mean, they already let go of uh, Julian Draxler to PSG in the winter earlier this year, and now they're getting rid of one of their other top midfielders. I guess Wolfsburg just think that they'll be fine without him. Um, he's not really too, too special, probably to where they thought they could keep him, but 
I mean, hey, when a team gives you $10 million for a midfielder, and I think Marseille made a good deal on this too, only having to spend $10 million on him, so that's pretty good buying from them. And then with Mandanda, he just didn't really do good for Crystal Palace. You know, in the Premier League, when you have some of the top forwards and wingers and attackers in the world, you're just, if you're a short goalkeeper like Mandanda, I mean, he might thrive in the French League where you don't have a lot of those and where his acrobatics can serve well, but he, and he also didn't get put on a good team. Crystal Palace is not a great defending team at all. Um, so they bought him back. I don't know. They probably didn't buy him back for much. Most likely mean they, they would probably end up losing money on this, which is never good if you're buying back a player and you lose money. But, hey, I guess they feel like they just need a better goalkeeper. And let's see. Next up is Monaco. They bought Congolo from Feyenoord for $13 million. So another Feyenoord defender getting sold for 13 or uh, over 10 million which is pretty solid Congolo plays center back he can play left back you know Monaco got rid of Mindy to Manchester City for a lot of money so Monaco starting to sweep up players and they also got Gazal from for free from Leon that's pretty good he's a solid attacker uh, Monaco also lost Bernardo Silva, which is what um, Gazal can play. He plays m- more of that winger, right-hand midfielder role. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with them. And speaking of Monaco, this is kind of like a breaking news thing. But Mbappe Lotin, they're probably their best player the, all of last year. Up-and-coming French talent, really, they said they wouldn't sell him unless for a minimum of 100 million pounds. He wants to leave Monaco, and I totally understand. Like, with Monaco, you're not going to do much. I mean, it was fun. They won the league last year. They made the uh, they made the semifinals, I believe, of Champions League last year. Let me think. Did they? Is it the quarter or semis? Anyways, they made it really far in Champions League last year, farther than I even thought. And so... You know it was it was semifinals because they got beat by they beat uh, they got beat by Juventus. That's right. Yeah, they got beat by Juventus. So yeah, they made the semifinal last year, and I guess Mbappe realizes if he can go somewhere else, he can win more trophies. You know, make some more money. So fair play to him for wanting to leave. But I don't know if Monaco really want to get rid of him with PSG stacking up. I don't know if they really want him for sure. I mean, they could probably lose these defenders and get decent defenders. So, it'll, we'll just have to see. Probably by the time I do, like, kind of my finale episode of this, he'll probably be gone. And then next up, the final team from the league, we have OGC Nice, who last year they bought Balotelli, which was a pretty good steal for them. But this year, they got St. Maximin, Maximin, excuse me, from Monaco, you know, they were able to snag up this guy. I mean, this Maximilian guy was not going to get much playing time at Monaco. I mean, they already have Mbappe leading the role. They also have Radamel Falcao, who regained his form for them last year, and uh, Valor Germain. So, pretty good deal for Nice to get a young, young, talented player from Monaco for 10 mil. And for free, from Galatasaray, they were able to snag up Wesley Snyder, who hadn't been the same ever since he left Inter. You know, when he was an inter, those were his really good days. You know, he's starting to get older. And a free transfer is always pretty good because, I mean, if you get someone for free, whether if they're good, then you made good investment on that because then you have to spend a penny on them other than their wages. But if they're bad, then it's just kind of like, eh, we bought them for free. The only money we lost on them was their wage money, so... I mean, fair play to Nice. I think he'll succeed in this league. Again, 
Uh, there are really good midfielders in this league, but I, I imagine he'll be one of the best of them. I don't know if he'll take Nice to the top of the table. I highly doubt it. But they were third last year, so, I mean, he could keep them in that top four five spot. So I'm kind of excited to see what he can do. And that's pretty much it for me. Like I said, I figured this would be a really short episode. Actually, went a little longer than I thought, to be honest with you. But, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, the next episode will be, I think I'm going to go ahead and do, I don't know which one I'm going to do yet. I may take a week off because of this because I'm going to wait to see more PSG and Chelsea do. I may wait to do them at the last um, so if you don't get this next Tuesday, then you'll probably see it the next Tuesday. I'm not sure again. Uh, just wait and see. I'll probably post on my Twitter, which you can find at Mr. Mac Attack 15. I'll let you guys know if I'm going to have one next week or not. Cause I'm not really sure what else I could talk about. Cause it really hasn't been a lot ever since last episode, realistically. So I'll see you guys the next time. And until then, bye-bye. <laughs>